Praise the Lord, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our very first podcast, The Substantive Talk. My name is Mono Chikuna. This podcast is directed by Eric Munene. And on this podcast, we'll be discussing, of course, parenting. This month of May has been a month we celebrate mothers. And of course, we'll be speaking about the boy child in specific. With us is Pastor Isaac, the highly rated, highly spoken of, and the well-respected Irene Kamau is also with us, and the very, very talented Victor Kimani. Let's start with you, Victor. What role would you say your mom has played in your upbringing? Upbringing, mostly. I think my mom is just uh, caring, even in the moments you don't see it. But as an adult, you see it better. As opposed to when you're a kid, when you're getting punished, uh, I think that's all you see. But I feel like she's really empowered the spiritual side specifically, because she prays a lot, she cares a lot for us. She even tells us she has no favorites, but we all know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> she goes by Mama Jessica, not Mama Victor. <laughs> yeah, she, she used to be Mama Ken, then hoped all of us to Mama Jessica. So all the middle children here, we don't all matter per se, but I think spiritually and, you know, is what she's played a huge role of. Pastor Isaac, yeah. there's been a question about the boy child and they are bringing today. There's so many questions around it. What do you say about it? Um, of course, I, I think one of the things we need to probably first and foremost understand is the fact that uh, there has been a distortion. When you talk about boy child and guy child, I think the conversation around that has been so much about empowerment where there has been a debate of, uh, you know, gas being empowered more than the boys and all that stuff. But I think it all goes back to us being able to acknowledge some truth and reality that, number one, we are all different. As we talk about boy child and girl child, we are different. And also, we need to appreciate the fact that we have roles that we play, uh, different roles that we play, that also ought to be complementing to one another. So I, I think... Like I'm saying, it goes back to those two things. Number one, being able to understand that we are different and also the roles that we play are different, but at the same time also being able to complement one another. So if we, if we get that right, I think then these other issues then we'll be able to address when you talk about boy child or girl child. Yeah. Irene, the conversation becomes uh, sometimes about a boy child. It's more or less like a boy has a relationship with a mother, a girl has a relationship with a father. And as we move on the society, things are changing whereby we have single parents now. So in your, what is your view around parenting in the moment and especially for the boy child? And what do you think the future looks like? Hmm, interesting question. Uh, thank you that you ask. I'm a mother of two boys. And um, I must start by saying that I have gotten to learn over time that children are children. Boys are children and girls are children as well. And I believe that... Uh, both boys and girls need to be given equal attention in parenting. Um, as Pastor Isaac says, um, at the parental level, we actually have different roles. But I would also say um, that one of the most important things is having a relationship with your children. Uh, when we grew up, which was back, back, back then, um, children were there to be seen and not heard. You would not just show up when they are visitors because visitors were seen to be more important. But now you realize that things have changed. Uh, children have their place. Children have their rights. 
um i remember um i, I have a 10 year old son and i remember one day i asked him to do something and he told me no you know the kenyan constitution does not say that you do that it says you're supposed to do this and that because you're my parent so you realize that if i were to say that to my mother back then oh my goodness i might not have had dinner but now the children actually get to know their rights so i believe that uh, one of the things we need to do is have a more conversational approach with the children have a more open kind of a relationship where we get to listen to them but then also they get to listen to us but you know the biggest way they listen to us is through mentorship they have they usually observe what we do it's not so much what we say it is really what we do that sets the pace i think just yeah. just, just before we move on back to the question that you asked uh, teacher Irene, um i think the question that also probably uh, if i was to put the same question probably in in other words um is it possible for a single parent to be able to bring up a <coughs> sorry for that <coughs> a boy child eh, to be uh, what I say, a desired man, so to speak, in the society. So that's a question that has been ongoing for a very long time. Where, you know, when we see a boy turning out to be, you know, an, you know, turning out to be, you know, rowdy or you know, being rebellious and all that, this goes back to, uh, you know, most of the time, the finger goes back to the parents. I mean, you know, this boy is from a single parent and. I, I think probably that that needs to be demystified where we ask ourselves like I'm saying is it possible for a single parent to be able to bring up a boy to be a man that is so desired uh, in the society I think it's possible and one of the things that happens in life is that God has a way of also being able to fill in the what I say probably the missing parts so to speak eh? where we talk about you know uh, um, uh, single parenting where sometimes parents find themselves in not because they wanted or they desired to do but you know uh, it, it happened so in, in so in so doing we realize that God has a way of also being able to fill in that void eh, through many other ways and means where sometimes God will also bring people in who will also be able like Sharon said mentor these boys and uh, you know help them to be turn out to to be the boys uh, to be men that uh, we so desire but at the same time also we have seen men that are from single parents or you know and they, they've turned out to be you know uh, um, what I say men to be looked up to so I, I, I think that is something that probably that needs to be you know addressed and also be able to uh, come out of it where we where we feel like if you are from a single parent then you are you are actually destined for a failure as a man or as a boy child and this sometimes also end up affecting our boys there's a conversation that of course goes on um some people or some schools of thought are saying that men today are endangered species do you feel as if you're an endangered species i feel like that's why why are they saying we're endangered because we are fewer and of course the upbringing now. Are we now, fewer though? Exactly. What? And it's, it's more like people believe things of, of, that have been said over time. I think it's the traditional man probably what they're meaning. Uh, the more, I think, rigid man who doesn't go to the kitchen. I think that's what they mean by endangered. And then the question I had in mind when I was speaking about this is you yourself, we had a conversation here before when we were doing on Mother's Day, which was on a Sunday, and we're talking about the roles mothers have played in our lives. And you touched on something that I had written about the modern day parenthood where we have got somebody who says my dad is in another family and my mom is his baby mama or his baby daddy. And that whole road of it, in your view, what does this do for young people like us? I think 
I think the one problem is it normalizes it that it feels like it's everyday life. That's what family looks like. And I think the Western world kind of just accepts it as a norm to have multiple families, baby mamas and all that stuff. So I feel like that's a thing that maybe as for young people, what all this is doing for us is making it feel normal. And once it's normal, we tend to accept it and we do it as well. You touched on the fact that we're talking about a man and who a man should be or what a man should be. Um, is it the, the conversation around baby mamas and all that because it it started somewhere it started with people not taking up prayer responsibilities as men or picking up uh, you've sired a child and you're letting them be what can we do as a christian as a christian young man what can i do to grow my responsibilities or take up my responsibilities or how can i how can i shape up myself to be an ideal man um uh, th- that's a good question eh? that also is very heavy and very profound in the sense that uh, I think identity is is one of the key factors as to that contributes a lot as to how one should be able to function and should be able to let me say you know uh, end up being and so as we talk about uh, who a man is uh, and, and 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 I must say that uh, you know society has given us different definition of who a man is and um, most of us if not all of us tend up falling prey to this where we told you know for a man especially for us young people I, uh, a man is uh, is known or you know is uh, celebrated uh, you know based on how many probably relationship or girlfriends they have had in the past or they have eh? and uh, as you move on and become older men are defined by you know the number of cars and uh, you know plots that they own and so this conversation of being a man revolves around that area but then the question is because this again also affects us even in marriages and relationship because when you get into a relationship with that distortion of who a man is and his or her resp- or his responsibility in a relationship and marriage then it becomes a problem and that is where you realize that uh, uh, there is very few men uh, who are able to you know to rise up even from uh, their, their, their failures especially because their values are attached to what we are saying that define who a man is. So I, I think I'll go back to the book of Genesis where I remember sometimes sharing and saying that, you know what, when God created man, he created Adam first and foremost. And this does not mean that women are of lesser you know, value, but it simply means that God created man, he gave him responsibilities, but at the same time, a divine position. If you look at the Bible, it is not Eve who named the animals. It is Adam, you know, and that is how it was. So as 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 men, one of the things we need to understand that we draw our identity from the maker who is God, as well as our roles and responsibilities. But having said that also, we need to understand that as, as men, that there's a divine position that God has given us. And so when God calls a man a priest, that's who you are. And that will not change. Even when we get married to someone who probably who is earning more than you, that still remains that you are the priest of that home. So the, what we are saying is that there are divine, there's a divine position that God has given us as men, but at the same time as roles, which include provision. You see, so I'd say uh, uh, I'd say this that uh, you know for us who probably as men we struggle in finding our identity, and and I'm glad you brought up the issue of uh, you know the mamas and mamas boys and all that stuff. Eh? Because like Victor said, you know, sometimes when when we don't an, address an issue and tackle it head on, it becomes like a, the norm. I mean, we accept it. 
But again, if you look at it, if you look at how it affects us as young people, you realize that the, the, the impact or the repercussion is so much than what we see. Because ha- imagine having such a young man who probably you, you, you want to see him like in the next two or three years getting married. You now then that means you know or rather that that shows you the kind of marriage it's going to be you see so some of these things if not addressed at a, an earlier age and if not addressed head on or if we don't go back to the original manuscript of being able to find out what is an ideal family you know that's the, that's the question what is an ideal family what was god's intention when he established family but the other thing is what is an ideal man not perfect because sometimes we confuse it the ideal man that god intended there to be what is an ideal woman that god intended there to be if we don't get that right then the other things that come after that is what we are talking about you know uh you know having mamas boys and all that kind of stuff yes. Irene, as we try to come to an end how dangerous is it for us to have men who have been brought up in a way that I wouldn't say poor parenting in a way, but I want to I would say in a way that does not match what the society's expectations are. Is, is how dangerous is it? How dangerous? Yes. Um I belong to the school of thought where I prefer to listen to which direction does God want the society to be in. Let's work from there. Because the ideal in the society does not really define at the end of the day actually ends up creating problems i will I, i will want to go back to addressing the question you had raised about um you know the single parenting and the boys raised by the single uh, moms and how they turn out and we all know from a lot of messages you've had from the church from the media from everywhere usually they turn out very bad they they, they end up in prison um they are not leaders and you know they are a mess but hey um Allow me to use the example of Obama. I understand Obama was raised by a single mom. He was the president of the most influential country in the world. So that might go to first of all refuting the fact that a boy who is raised by the mother is going to be a failure. Because I also want to draw to families where their fathers, father figures, not father figures, the actual father, but he's absent. And you see in terms of raising the children it is the presence of a parent that is important and i mean the presence of him or her being there away from looking at the phone away from doing other things being present being able to openly speak to your children and i believe that is where identity begins to rise from it is not so much about what the society says we expect to see you boys doing this because the society is also telling boys it's okay for you to be married to another boy i beg to differ with that one <laughs> you know so i would beg to say look if the society is saying that this is the way that we need to be going but then it is not adding value it is actually contributing to the breakdown of society why not stand in and begin to cause a difference um i'm also a teacher uh they, they call me teacher irene and uh, i i interact many times with boys who who are coming from uh backgrounds where sometimes they are not having good relationships with their fathers others are not having good relationships with with um actually most of them is it 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 ends up being the father and i remember we had a case where a boy would actually come to church and he comes to sunday school and the point when we said look you need to go bring your dad because we are having this meeting or bring your mom is like no no i they dropped me my dad dropped me off at the gate and he went are you saying this is a child who is raising himself spiritually so to speak 
So what I think uh, needs to be done moving forward with regards to the society is not looking at so much how to fit into the society. Society says you need to have a good watch for a man. If you're going for a date with your girl, you need to have a good watch, good belt, very good shoes. It doesn't matter where you got them from. Society also says so long as you're successful, you have a big car, um, we are good with you. We don't care where you got it from. Isn't that what the, is the seed of corruption currently? Because all we are seeing is the glitter of what people are presenting out there without us wanting to know how did you really get to see that. For me, a man who is solid is a man who has found his identity in Christ. Okay, and it's a boy who has found his identity in Christ so that you are not defined by the watch that you wear. You're not defined by the college that you went to or by the number of degrees that you have, but you're, you're defined by the kind of value that you have placed on yourself. The best value you can place on yourself is the value through which the filters of which God sees you through. And it is a long process. Isn't that the reason why we come to church? So that we can get to learn that. So for me, I would advise for the young upcoming men, it doesn't matter the family you're coming from, good or bad. It doesn't matter the kind of challenges that you go through. First of all, seek to find your identity in Christ. And that might sound like cliche, but the identity in Christ is very easy because he just wants to be your friend. What does your friend say? Dress like this. You look cool like that. You don't have to wait for a girl or for another guy to tell you, man, you're looking hot. So which means you don't have to steal a jacket so that you look like you're fitting into the society. You're okay the way you are. There's nothing wrong with you. That's amazing. You're listening to the substantive talk with me, Mono Wichigana, on Seatem Rumgai. Pasi, as we wind up, what are your thoughts on, in regards to, she has, she has summed it very well, what a man should do or how should one should find themselves out. What are your thoughts in regards to that and what is your message to the young men and also women who are listening to this? How can they talk to a man? If I find myself, I'm, there's something missing, how can I feel that gap? Um, I, I think two things, like I began by saying, eh? number one is that um, God will always bring bring someone your way. I know, uh, as Ticharina has mentioned, some of us come, for lack of better word, broken families, eh? where sometimes you look at uh, your dad, so to speak, and you're like, you know, what is it that I can pick from, you know, this man and all that. Eh? And um, of course, some of us probably, that is how we grew, but our parents and dads are no, our, our dads are no more. But one of the things I really want to encourage our young man, our young men out there is the fact that uh, we have a father in heaven. And this father in heaven loves us the way we are. In other words, we don't need to or we don't have to add anything for him to be able to love us. He just loves us the way we are. And like again it has been said, our identity as men is in Christ Jesus, not anyone else. And having said that also, allow me to also talk to the fathers out there. Uh also say that as much as God has given us a divine position, we also have divine responsibilities. And that is also to be able to bring up our boys to be men after God's own heart. And it also goes back to us as, as fathers and ask ourselves, are we, are we the kind of men that we anticipate to see from our boys? Because that is also very significant. You know, you don't expect your boy or, you know, your boy to be a man who is responsible, who walks in integrity, yes, as a, yet as a father, you uh, these, are, these are values that, you know, you don't appreciate. So it goes back to the fathers as well. May we arise and also be able to take up these responsibilities that God has given us 
to bring up our young men, our our boys to be able to be men after God's own heart. Then I think these other things that we talk about, I think they'll be sorted. Victor, any takeaway home for you from what you've heard? Yeah, I've heard a lot, especially I think uh, what I like the most is teachers, Irene's kind of perspective on not really, you know, living as per societal expectations of who you should be and what a man should be and represented. Like you said, people are scared that the old man, the how man was in traditional society, uh, who he had to become as a result of those values have now shifted. And I think that's why everyone is so scared that we're losing men, but we're not losing men. And I think finding that identity is really neat. Yeah. And finding it in Christ, yeah. You have been listening to the Substantive Talk with me, Mono Njikura, from Sitem Rongai. You can visit us alongside Iladi Petro Station, Barabara Mpia. Also, you can check out our social media platforms at Sitem Rongai across all social media platforms. Thank you.